0: Welcome, everybody, to Podcast Today. You might remember, a week ago, me and Tanner recorded an E3 podcast, and we, we did a comprehensive look at E3, and then a bunch of stuff happened, so Tanner's back to talk about the other stuff.
1: Yep. By popular demand, you could say. That was
0: the most listened-to podcast in the history of Podcast Today. Well, I mean,
1: I was born with this curse, so I guess I'll carry the burden. You're officially a draw. Sure. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Add it to the CV. It's like, podcast draw. I mean, yeah, add it to my bio, put it on Facebook. Be like, all right, guys, officially a draw for podcast. Like, You fill out your Observer end of year award, and you should put yourself there for best box, box office attraction. <laughs> Garrett, that'd be silly. Why would I pay $11 a month for a magazine? That's very true. But
0: you should pay for a Fighting Spirit magazine, actually, because that's great. Mostly because I occasionally write for it. <laughs>
1: I love the plug you got in. That was very well done. See,
0: see, I'm I'm, I'm becoming better at podcasting, which is basically just talk about yourself. <laughs> no. We'll start with the, the most newsworthy. There was a bunch of Pokemon stuff this morning.
1: Yes, there was. Well, yeah, I guess you can call it a bunch.
0: Well, we, we got the full descriptions of our new legendaries. There's Solgaleo, the lion
1: legendary from Pokemon Sun, and Lunala from Pokemon Moon. I wasn't too sure, because I usually, I think I mentioned this last week, or maybe I didn't. I kind of usually hang towards the the cooler Pokemon games like a uh, Sapphire cuz it was blue and then like uh I went I went with X and all that stuff. So I'm leaning towards the Moon and I wasn't too sure about Lunala at first when I when they first showed the pictures of the legendary, but uh I'm I'm all aboard the Lunala train right now.
0: Lunala is a psychic and ghost type with the Shadow Shield ability, which means it takes
1: less damage from attacks from Pokemon with full HP which eh, it's interesting
0: also I guess. has a new move called moongeist beam
1: beam my friends okay so full disclosure my my group text has pretty much just been nothing but pokemon today a lot of pokemon theories understandably i yeah of course you know your normal conversations i think that and what was Sungalios Ga- Sun was called sunsteel beam strike, strike. sunsteel strike i'm pretty sure those are going to be dual type moves like you know how Last generation, you had Hawlucha that had the. Or was Hawlucha fifth generation? God, so many Pokemon. Can't remember anymore. But you know how Hawlucha had the the dual type move? No. I remember yeah, Scald was like super effective against something or other. Well, Scald could. It, I think it could burn you, but it was a water type move. Yeah. But no, Hawlucha, I know I'm not making this up. Hawlucha had a dual type move that was. If you were fighting a rock Pokemon, it would be fighting. But say you were fighting something that's weak against fighting, it would, or something weak against flying grass, it would be flying. Do you really not remember this, Garrett? I know I'm I, not crazy. I don't. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> now you're gonna make me look it up. Oh, uh, that get. Hey, that gave you a. Oh God, what is it called? It's called Flying Press. Okay, hold on. Okay. I've heard of
0: Flying Press. I didn't hear about it being a dual-type move. I thought it was
1: just a flying move. I could have swore it was... Or fighting move, even. Okay. Despite being a fighting-type move, the damage dealt is actually a combination of fighting and flying types, and thus its effectiveness against a given Pokémon differs from from other fighting-type moves. However, for all purposes, it is a fighting-type move. Flying Press is super effective against normal, grass, ice, fighting-type, and dark. So, So yes, it does do fighting, and flying damage. Okay.
0: Because okay. Sunsteel Strike and Moongeist Beam will ignore the abilities of the Pokemon they hit. That's the special kind of hook to those new moves.
1: Oh, is, it, is that confirmed? It is. I didn't even see that. Okay, well, ignore.
0: I assume, like, the taking less damage from attacks from Pokemon full HP, I assume if you use Sunsteel Strike against
1: Lunala, it would negate the effect of that ability. That's, I think, what they're getting at there. Interesting. Well, that's something I didn't even know. So, Garrett, you taught me something new today. So, thank you. Yeah, Sol Sol Sol-Galeo. That's a that's a clumsy name, by the way.
0: Lunala is much much cleaner. Sol Yeah,
1: Lunala is much cleaner than Sol Sungalio. Sol which is like what Sun plus Galileo plus Leo for lion. Leo for lion. Such a confusing name. And Lunala kind of fits the theme. I feel like with uh, the Hawaiian centered region. Because, I don't know Lunala and Aloha. I mean, just it fits, but some got uh, so whatever Galio, the lion one, <laughs> just does not see it's even hard to say. It and is, it, it, it's just name, it's hard messy. to say. Yeah, I don't want nothing to do with ya. So, Galio is a psychic and steel type, whereas Lunala is ghost and psychic. That's weird because, again, oh, I'm actually baffled that a, a Pokemon based on the sun. Does not have fire type as a as a type.
0: Not only does it not have fire type, it's a steel type. So it's weak against fire.
1: Yeah, it would be. Yeah, you're right. It would be weak against fire. And it, so I was like, well, because when I was making my predictions, I was like, oh, well, you know, Sungalio is probably going to be fire slash psychic. And then Lunala is probably going to be like, I was hoping for like fairy slash water or something. Okay. But now it's psychic slash ghost, which... doesn't look much like a ghost. It Yeah, it doesn't look like a ghost, but I guess they're trying to, like, tap into that extraterrestrial type thing. So who knows? Yeah. Also, Rotom is back. He's your Pokedex this time. Yeah, that seems uh, very Yokai Watch-esque.
0: Yeah, it was weird, because that was, like, one of the big things in their trailer. It's like, oh, look,
1: Rotom's in your Pokedex. I like, okay. Yeah, that seems very... Which I'm okay with it. I mean, a more interactive uh, Pokedex, uh, sure, Like I'm all for it, but it, it seems weird. Somebody I saw somebody say in a forum post, they're like, oh, why didn't they just make a new Pokemon to do that? I'm like, because that's, that's Rotom's thing. He transforms into electronics. Yeah, Rotom. Does he transform into them or does he take over them? But he possesses them. He, yeah, he possesses them. And then so, they kind of change appearance as well. So he kind of does both. Which makes me wonder, like, is is Rotom Dex going to be, like, able to battle? I hope so. Because that would be kind of cool. Although, I mean, I say that, I don't want Rotom Dex to be a part of my team if I don't want it to be. But I need it because it's the Pokédex.
0: Well, I assume they wouldn't force them into your team, but they'd probably give them to you at some stage. We'll see. The game looks uh, great, I think, from the little we've seen. I like the, the the Hawaiian theme. I wasn't a big fan of the whole Paris thing and French theme that went through X and Y, where they had all these cafes that were all useless. You went into them, you talked to some people, and then you walked out. What's the point? You know,
1: you got to banter to find out where you need to go. <laughs> and that city in the middle of X and Y, I can't remember the name. Is it Castelia? Oh, God. It's been, again, it's been years since I played X and Y. So... No, I think
0: Castellia is the big one from... Black and white. But you know the, the big one in the middle with the Eiffel Tower knockoff? Oh, yeah. Innavigable. You cannot get around that thing. It's yeah. just well, I, stupid. I'm playing Alpha Sapphire currently, so... Sun and Moon seems like a spiritual successor to that generation. Very kind of island-based.
1: See, I thought the same thing, but... I feel like that was just my head working in a weird way, where I'm like... Oh, this is this seems related. Of but, course. no, I, I get that vibe, too, where it's like... "Well." Like I get I'm getting third generation vibes from this, which I did not get with uh Diamond Pearl, Black Y or XY.
0: It has the same kind of feel, alright. Especially yeah, has... the end stages where you were just in the sea floating between islands.
1: That's true. And uh as we saw from the map overview, there's four really big islands and then uh some some people have like I don't know what it would take, but has converted the image into a super high-res version, and there's supposedly another island behind one of the clouds in the upper right-hand corner.
0: Yeah, you can see kind of the sand and stuff.
1: Yeah, you can see sand or snow or whatever it is. And then people are like, people are going crazy, like counting the Pokemon centers. 14 is the (laughs) the last count I saw. 14 Pokemon centers. So uh, I'm really interested, because, I mean, it seems like a cool concept. I don't know how you're going to get around but i feel like surf and waterfall and probably dive are going to be integral parts uh, i i hope they get rid of
0: hms that is the one thing i've been wanting out of pokemon forever because if you play yes. some pokemon rom hacks they get get around it by just giving you items to do the exact same thing and you yep. can still have like surf in there because surf's a pretty handy move yeah but just get rid of them they're so annoying
1: yeah i totally agree a uh, uh, dive is i mean it's the water version of fly pretty much and is a decent move but i totally agree with we we, we need a better system because okay. like cut cut is useless which is why i'm glad you don't have to use it in gen 3 but like you have to use rock smash strength surf dive and waterfall in gen and fly uh in gen 3 which is too much
0: that's actually what i liked about gen 5 i'm pretty sure none of the hms are actually mandatory I think any time you needed to use Strength or Rock Smash, it was just to get an extra item.
1: Yeah, I believe you're you're right. Which was a, a
0: nice way of doing it, and it saves you from having to have a Bidoof there that knows Rock Smash, Strength, and Surf, and the poor thing is, is always just sitting there waiting to die when you need to heal another Pokemon.
1: Yep, it's it's kind of poetic in a way, but...
0: <laughs> the life of the Zigzagoon, or the... the yeah. Zigzagoon,
1: uh, Centret, I mean, just ton of HM... Slave Pokemon, it's it's terrible. Set them but, free, Danner. Set them free. Set them free. I well in in uh, Gen Three in Alpha Sapphire right now. I didn't really want like a, a useless Pokemon. So like I have a, my Hariyama, no Surf, and like my uh, Azumarill knows Waterfall and Strength, which are which are both pretty you know decent moves. But my like, damn, give me a break. We also saw
0: Professor Kuki. I assume that's how you pronounce it. Have you seen some of that fan art already? Oh, I've seen some of the fan
1: art. Yes. Oh, brother. It's going to be a long five and a half months. Because Professor
0: Sycamore inspired a great deal of, of happiness in the Pokemon fan community. And yes. now he has some competition.
1: It's it's going to it's gonna suck when the cat Pokemon evolves into some humanoid-type Pokemon. It's going to be awful. We're going to have to stay off the internet for a while. It won't be lit. <laughs> no, it would be, it'd be the opposite of Litten. It would be quite the opposite so Poplio. it would be Poplio. it would be shitting <laughs> oh <laughs> garrett uh i can't appear on the podcast anymore i'm taking a moment to pat myself on the back tanner sorry <laughs> i cannot appear on the
0: podcast anymore after that joke you're done he is shirtless cookie or cookie or cook whatever it is i don't know he is
1: but the funny thing is a lot of people were uh complaining about him because they were like oh he's a young professor what i'm like every professor besides two of them have been young. Yeah. Like Oak was old as Methuselah, and then I can't remember if it Gen 4 or Gen 5, but one of them had a old Professor as well. It was... And then the rest have been, like, super young. Yeah, 4 had an old one, and the rest have been young. Yeah, so I'm like, mm, you can't really complain about that. Here's an interesting note that I would like to, because we're not just talking about Pokemon this podcast, though I could talk about Pokemon all day. They refer to your character as Hero. Okay. W- which is interesting because I, off the top of my head, they have never referred to the trainer as hero. It's always been referred to as trainer.
0: Also, they, they usually have like in-canon names. Yeah,
1: and I don't know. Seems seems like something's going down.
0: There are know. rumors that like from the manga, you there was a plot that you could merge with Pokemon.
1: Oh, that happened in the anime.
0: Yeah, and there, there's an idea that they're introducing that into this now
1: yeah which i i wouldn't mind to be honest cuz uh that cuz ash did it with his uh greninja if you wanted to get around like oh every pokemon has a mega evolution that'd be a way to do it or i mean hell if there's pokemon with mega evolutions give them that i mean it gives it's more variety you don't have to create uh, 150 new pokemon every generation you can just you know do stuff like that and it's fine and I remember when Gen 6 was coming out, people were complaining so much about Mega Evolutions. But Mega Evolutions, I mean, not bad. I mean, they're all useful. Like, none of the the Pokemon take a a real nerf, and none of them are really buffed too awful much. I mean, you have your exceptions, like uh, Charizard getting a dragon subtype, which is insane. Actually, one more thing on Cookie... He,
0: his description says that he's taken direct hits from Pokemon when there was something to be learned from it, so he's into some kinky stuff.
1: Well, I hope that gets turned into some fan art. Soon. It
0: probably already has.
1: It probably already has. I'm glad I'm not on Tumblr. Apparently, he's wearing
0: a wedding a wedding ring though, so people are very upset at this. He's not available.
1: <laughs> Wait, is that is that a legit thing? It is a legit thing. There's, oh,
0: there's a wedding shit. ring in these pictures.
1: Oh man, that's that's awful. People are mad that he's taken. That's well, that would actually be an interesting twist on Well, most of the professors are taken. What? Professor Elm wasn't married, but the rest of them had like kids. I guess Oak didn't. Although well, I mean Oak had a grandchild. Well that is true. So Oak would have had been married at some point. So you never see
0: Oak's children or wife.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which makes you think I'm like, well, if Gary was just great trainer. Makes you, it, just, it makes you want to dive in and be like, well, was Professor Oka a great trainer? Or was his son or daughter a great trainer? I mean, it's it's a lot to think about sometimes. I'm kind of overwhelmed by it.
0: There's apparently some QR integration as well. I'd never pay any attention to that kind of stuff in these games.
1: Yeah. Although, not going to lie, if you wanted to make some Pokemon amiibo, have at it.
0: Yeah, especially, well, they've made some of the bigger ones. But, like, a, a Squirtle or Bulbasaur amiibo seems like no-brainers.
1: Yeah, I'm um, I mean, you. I mean, okay, Garrett, I'm about to lay a scenario on you. You tell me how much money this would make. Make an amiibo for every starter, besides the the Gen 7 ones. 18 amiibo, and if you, put, if you scan it in your game, you get that Pokemon. A level 1 version of that Pokemon.
0: They would make quite a bit of money.
1: Okay. And, pff,
0: I mean, it seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, and you would have to think they're going to integrate Pokemon or Amiibo into this game in some fashion.
1: At at least
0: the Amiibo cards. Because Game Freak and the Pokemon company, they love money. Uh, Well, I mean, who doesn't, Garrett? But they they will... You saw the second Nintendo started easing their policies about going on mobile and stuff, the Pokemon company are like, we're all
1: in. We're going Pokemon
0: Go, Pokemon Shuffle. We're going to pour all this onto mobile markets.
1: Yeah, let's let's do it all. And uh, Pokemon Go, based on the screens I've seen, uh, looks looks pretty good. Real life I mean, Pokemon. What what more can you ask for? It's real life yeah, Pokemon. Mean, if you told me as a ten year old this was happening, would have literally crapped my pants because I wouldn't have been able to handle it. It would have no. been too much. Like I'm I'm that kid that cried when I found out Digimon wasn't real. And like if you handed me a phone ten years ago and was like, Hey, catch your own Pokemon. Up, uh, uh, yeah. It would have consumed your life. Listen, I'm going to be 20 or 21 when this game comes out. I'm probably still going to consume a good chunk.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll be wandering around like the woods looking for my freaking Pidgey.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, everyone move. Scatter.
0: It's only Gen 1 for the time being, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's only Gen 1. But, I mean, common sense says they add more Pokemon. Oh, that's how they they keep
0: people coming back.
1: Well, yeah. And plus, in the trailer, did they not show a Deoxys? Or am I losing it? I don't remember. I could have swore the Deoxys was shown at some point, but yeah,
0: they'll go and now gen two are available. Get out there and now gen three and they'll make yeah. boatloads of money and they'll be swimming in it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it seems like a no brainer. You can, I mean, cause it won't take that long for people to catch 151.
0: Assuming some of them can be found everywhere, which I'm still not certain how that'll work. You know, some legendaries, are they going to be locked to certain parts of the world? I don't know.
1: Oh, that would be interesting. Like if, Cause you know, in that first trailer, they showed Mewtwo being captured in like Times Square. Yeah. So I wonder if like a Pokemon like Mewtwo would be like a big area specific, like somewhere in L.A. and here in New York, a real life Cerulean Cave. Well, that would be odd, because that'd be in
0: Japan. <laughs> yeah, they'd actually build the cave.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they're like, we built this cave. It's an automatic Mewtwo with a 100% catch rate. I like I'm in.
0: So Sun and Moon is out November 18th in the U.S. or November 23rd in the U.K. Because Pokemon Company hate us.
1: That's so odd considering the we got a worldwide release last gen. It's five days. Why? What? What's causing the five day difference? Okay, so the 18th is on a Friday. So you guys get it on a Wednesday? That's a weird day to get it. That does seem odd. Are you sure it's the 23rd? Yep. Sucks for you, I guess. Have fun. I'll I'll send you all my screenshots.
0: Yeah. You'll you be know. sitting there. No Pokemon. I'll be depressed. I
1: I do want to run like a Twitter wide Pokemon tournament like two or three weeks after it comes out so people have time to like transfer their Pokemon and get new Pokemon and stuff.
0: Yeah, you have to give us plenty of time. We got five days late. Yeah, five days late. So that you know, probably three weeks after. I mean it'd be a good time. So the news that came with this as well was it's not just Zelda D three. Yes. There is Pokemon. Which, the and the, there's more than just Pokemon. There's Monster Hunter Generations, Dragon Quest, and Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Uh, number sign hash whatever fire emblem. <laughs> I yeah. still don't know what that
1: game is. It it's so weird. And I also believe there's a and more to be announced. Surely well. they're talking
0: Paper Mario as well. That's the weird one that's not there because that's the only Wii U game they have besides Zelda. Here's my thing. Okay, so well, there's I've, Tokyo Mirage Sessions as well, but
1: yeah. Of course, on every uh, with every major company, you're gonna get supporters, defenders, and but you're also gonna get those that think you do no wrong. People are defending Nintendo, saying, "Well, uh, Nintendo never uh, explicitly said that Legend of Zelda was going to be the only game they bring to E3." Um, yes, they did say that. They may it may not have meant what they said, but they literally said. The Legend of Zelda is the only game we're bringing to E3.
0: And they are, to a degree, standing behind that yes, Zelda because Zelda is the is only the game only... on the floor.
1: Yeah, will be the only playable game for people at E3. And if the rumors are true, there's going to be two different demos, I believe. And journalists have been told to block out 90 minutes, I think, for them. Yeah, like an hour to 90 minutes, which is a, a very lengthy demo for even for E3 standards.
0: for sure Zelda will be a huge game, so you assume they want to give people a reasonable taste of it.
1: Yeah. Especially if they're going to make it like a traditional, like, open world game. I mean, it takes about an hour to an hour and a half to really, you know, get to the game part of those games. Yeah, so starting 9 a.m. Pacific on June 14th,
0: Treehouse Live will kick off with new gameplay from Sun and Moon, followed by Zelda. Yes. And then on the 15th, it'll kick off at 10 a.m. with a Q&A with Pokemon Go developer Niantic Labs, followed by Wii U and 3DS games, which we mentioned a second ago. I mean
1: good good. I'm glad Nintendo's bringing more than one game to E3. But people are wanting to be like, "Oh, they never explicitly said that." Okay, they also released that fresh release 3 weeks ago probably. Why are you waiting till the week before or 2 weeks before E3 to be like, "Oh, we're bringing more, guys." <laughs> you just can't play it, but we're bringing more.
0: There's also rumblings that they're going to have a, a specific Pokémon stream as well. There was something about that in the Japanese website, but nothing's been confirmed about that.
1: Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Garrett, you've done much more research for this than I have.
0: I so. am very researched.
1: Yeah. I, I've been outside, like, having to do shit all day. It's been... Hey,
0: I've been working. I came straight home from work, and it's like podcast time.
1: Whoa. whoa, whoa. Garrett, you know, high, high baller Garrett working. Well, okay, hold on. Breaking news. Masuda, the guy from Game Freak, uh, just posted a blog called New Information. I'm trying to see if it has anything we don't know. We never really mentioned uh, the professor's mysterious assistant, yes, Lily.
0: Lily and your pal, Howe, who is your... Yeah, well, your pal,
1: Howe, and then Rotom, fuse him with the Pokedex. Oh, I get OK, there's really nothing new here. It's just pictures. He just posted it like 14 seconds ago. So I was like, oh, glad Nintendo's bringing more than just Zelda to E3. Well, I'm excited for Zelda uh, that you can't, like, don't even do E3 if you're just bringing one game.
0: Also, I'm happy they're not showing that much of Zelda because even on the day that was supposed to be all Zelda all the time, has a bit of Pokemon thrown in there now. Yep. So they're not giving away this whole game before yep. you even get that get it in your hands.
1: And also another point to make, they explicitly said two. Uh, there's going to be two days of nothing but Zelda on Treehouse.
0: Well, I think it was only one day.
1: Was it just the oh, just the fourteenth was and for just, Zelda?
0: Just the fourteenth when. When I did the research for last week's podcast, I think it was just the 14th,
1: a whole day on Zelda. Which tells you, okay, guys, we can't actually just take one game to E3. Because that's, I mean, that's a waste of resources. Yeah, even yeah,
0: even from, like, we have Monster Hunter's Dragon Quest, Tokyo Mirage session, you, you know it, and um, yeah. Paper Mario. Tokyo
1: Mirage Sessions, hashtag Fire Emblem, I yeah. believe.
0: I, I, I've seen that game, like, seven times. I've watched, like, gameplay trailers.
1: No idea what that game is. From what, well, it's uh, Shin Megami Tensei, which is made by Atlas, the guys that, uh, or the, the company that makes Persona mm-hmm. and Shin Megami Tensei, is crossing with the Fire Emblem universe, and it's that. So you take those two crazy universes and Shin Megami Tensei and Fire Emblem, and it's um, also like a Vocaloid type of deal going on? Yeah, because apparently you- it's not really a Shin Megami Tensei game.
0: And it's not yeah. really a Fire Emblem game.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like they fused the two properties together, but it's not either of them. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Because, you know, at f- you know, when they first showed it, showed it, it was straight up called Shin Megami Tensei Cross Fire Emblem.
0: And yeah, it added another hashtag and reduced Fire Emblem to FE.
1: <laughs> yeah, to FE, which is,
0: I mean, good on them. That but. is a title that will not sell in the West. Not, it was. in the game, like as as just a pure title, Tokyo Mirage Sessions hashtag Fire
1: Emblem or hashtag FE. Even is just a name of a game that won't sell over here. No, you're totally you're totally right. the The people that are getting that game are going to get it within like the first month of its release. Yeah, unless it gets rave reviews. Who knows? It might
0: be the like Xenoblade Chronicles of the Wii U, that kind of late yeah. Wii U game that's actually tremendous.
1: Then I haven't bought.
0: I've bought it, played 20 hours, and I don't think I've gotten even near finishing it.
1: <laughs> oh, good lord. That is a big game. Apparently, X is even bigger as well. That sounds that sounds not fun. Well, I mean, I say not fun. It sounds like a hassle. There's only so many hours I can give a game before I'm like, okay, I'm 15% through the game. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I was playing Crash Bandicoot 2 yesterday, mm-hmm.
0: and I finished a good like 70% of that game in two hours. I almost yeah. prefer a game like that. <laughs>
1: I was playing Pocket Card Jockey. The demo? Made by Game Freak. Yes, made by Game Freak. See, wraps around. Made by Game Freak. That game is fun. And you know what's fun about that game? I can pick it up, play it for 30 minutes, save it, and get my fill. Overwatch is kind of that way too. I can play about 45 minutes to an hour of Overwatch, save it, turn it off, I get my fill for the for the whole day. Play like an hour to, you know, a little longer than an hour sometimes a day. I, that's more than enough for me. Which maybe that's just me, evolve, my my gaming preferences, evolving to something that doesn't want to waste six or seven hours of a day playing games.
0: That's what I liked about Splatoon as well, actually. it's You could play yeah. literally for three minutes if you really wanted to. Yep. And you have a lot of fun in those three minutes. Or you could just sit there for three hours just playing
1: mm-hmm. Splatfest. Yeah. I I feel there's... Splatoon and Overwatch, to me, has a lot of similarities. Yeah. That probably makes sense to no one else but me.
0: Once they make the be- sell- sense to you, Tanner, that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, you know, as long as I can explain it to myself. Which is what I have to tell myself about a lot of stuff. As long as you can explain it to you, it makes sense. We have any other Nintendo thoughts? I'm, I'm excited. Like, I'm actually excited for Tuesday of E3 now. Because, uh, for Pokemon footage. Yeah, I mean, we're you assume you're going to get... New Pokemon shown.
0: And I mean, they have
1: to if they go into the wild at all.
0: We've seen an overview of the world, but we haven't actually seen much of the nitty gritty yet.
1: Mm-mm, we've seen a few close-in shots of various cities, but like no, nothing like where you can see the overview of the city. Literally just like, here's your hero, and here's him walking on a path. Yeah. So, I'm not, no very excited for that. No Man's Sky got delayed. That's, that's the other <laughs> thing that came up
0: since our last podcast we were we were very concerned that it hadn't been mentioned and it's out in two weeks or whatever and it's
1: officially been delayed i I believe it officially got delayed or the kotaku report came out about an hour and a half after you released the podcast give or take an hour and a half they
0: were conspiring
1: against us they really were kotaku was like hey guys podcast today is dropping they're doing a whole e3 show Let's wait. Let's sit on it. Let's sabotage them. And it was still the most listened to show in podcast today history. So suck on that Kotaku. Yeah. It's been pushed to August 9th. Yeah. August 9th. I believe that's a world. Is that a worldwide day or just US? I'm pretty sure it's worldwide. I feel like at this point a game like No Man's Sky getting delayed seven weeks tells me it's getting delayed again.
0: Yeah, 7 weeks doesn't seem enough time to make Se- a huge difference to whatever is wrong with it.
1: Yeah, 7 weeks with a game with like that, does, it doesn't add up. Like yeah. it makes me think okay, this game's getting delayed further than August. Like, now don't don't get me wrong, it could totally come out in August. I I probably wouldn't be too surprised, but I just I don't even see it coming out in August.
0: Even a game like Star Fox that was delayed to polish it up and fix the controls, that yeah. wasn't released for another six months. Yeah,
1: it got way delayed.
0: Whereas this is a huge open world game. Maybe, maybe it just needs some polish. Who knows? But I don't know.
1: I, I can't think of much of what level of polish they could add to it in seven weeks. We were getting to the point where it should have gone gold already and started printing disk. But the fact that they waited this long to tell us something was wrong with it, it makes me think. And I also learned the the team working on that fifteen people, because they're they're an indie dev. They're they're not this big studio. They're an indie dev. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I would have figured Sony would have sent some some resources over there,
0: which I assume they have because they they did kind of very much get behind it. But
1: yeah, I mean that. I mean that's a. I mean that's a PS4 console exclusive.
0: released on pc as well but yeah pretty much
1: yeah it's a a sony marketing machine like i would have figured the team would have at minimum been 50 people and even that's a small team especially for a game of such
0: gigantic scope
1: yeah a game promising oh infinite worlds here's this here's that you're just like well what's what's happening with it yeah see the the developers got death threats yeah, which is that so, 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 uh, so idiotic. I can't even imagine a thought in somebody's head being like, you know what, they're not doing what I want, so I'm going to threaten to kill them. Like, that, that's that's not how the world works. Before we circle back around, August 9th is just a North American date, comes out August 10th in Europe, and August 12th in the UK. You see, they, they lump us someone with the UK. I
0: don't like that. Ireland is in Europe. It's not in the UK. We should be in the European release dates.
1: Ratchet and Clank was the same. I should write to them. Yeah, be like, uh, attention. We don't like associating with either. So if you could actually just give the Irish a whole separate release date, preferably the same day as a North American release date, would really appreciate it. But yeah, back to the
0: death threats. They're basically saying, you're making this thing we really, really want, but you're just not doing it quick enough.
1: Yeah, not doing it quick enough. That's so Which stupid. Is- it's so absurd to me, some of this mob-like mentality on the internet. And I, I probably sound very old saying this. But nah, just you,
0: people like, are dumb on the internet. That's,
1: yeah, that's, people are so
0: stupid. That's like, a wildly accepted truth.
1: <laughs> imagine thinking threatening somebody's life will not come back and bite you in the ass somehow.
0: You see, people don't understand. There's a reason that you generally, the word associated with things you put on the internet is publish. Because that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're you're claiming ownership of it. You you, you can actually be held accountable for things you say on the Internet, people.
1: Yeah, like nowadays, like, I mean, back in, you know, like 1990, probably not so much. But 2016, where everything is on the Internet, we have seen people, like, arrested and thrown into jail for stuff they have said or done on the Internet. And usually rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, like totally in the right. Like uh, that whole swatting thing. That was uh, a big thing last year. I mean, we've seen people thrown in jail for that. How stupid can you be? People are it's, dumb. It's baffling. Gary, I'm glad we're the smart ones. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I'm. I'm glad we're smart. And you know, and you know what? I would prefer No Man's Sky to be delayed even further, if the game's not done. Because a game like this coming out not done is would probably crash Hello Games.
0: You would. I mean, so, yeah. with an
1: indie, with an indie dev of 15 people. I mean, yeah. If this game doesn't sell well, you have to assume. Hello Games goes out of business unless Sony gives them a huge sum of money, which I assume there is a a trade-off somewhere. I assume Sony has paid for something. Exclusivity at the very least. Yeah, uh, console exclusivity. We have to verify that because it is coming out on the PC. Yep. Although that has not even been mentioned since E3. No. Which... I remember this game was kind of revealed, I think, two years ago at E3. No, this game was revealed at the 2013 VGX. Jeez,
0: and I remember it was shopped around to people because it wasn't really
1: tied down to anybody, and Sony mm-hmm. were the only ones that were like, "Yeah, we'll take it." Yeah, Sony was like, "You know what? We'll take that." And that's you know, which is, which is good because again, the game looks gorgeous every time I see it. I'm just like, "This is for me." Like the the colors are so vibrant, and it, I mean, it's a space exploration game. You, you you can craft infinite, you know, generated procedurally generated. Uh, open universe, so and I'm I'm on the Wikipedia right now because I wanted to uh to check the release dates. It says which includes over 18 quintillion quintillion planets. I mean, that's insane, and it, it's interesting to note because I haven't seen this. Wikipedia and again, it's Wikipedia it can be edited by anybody. Says distributors for the PS4, obviously it's uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment, but for PC it's this distributor called I Am Eight Bit. Never heard of them. I have never. I'm clicked on them and seeing what they've done. They, they're the company that created the artwork for Mega Man Nine.
0: Was that the Wii one? Because I remember there, there were some Mega Man games that were like retro inspired. That there was probably this was released. the
1: Wii, PS3, Xbox 360, and mobile phones.
0: Yeah, but it looked like a uh, like a a, a, a snaz game,
1: didn't it? Yes. Yeah. They threw an event for Marvel vs. Capcom Three. How the hell did they land No Man's Sky? (laughs) Uh, Okay, this is the last thing on the Wikipedia page from 2011. To further commemorate the Legend of Zelda 25th anniversary, Nintendo of America decided to create a Zelda-style room in Redwood City. The company enlisted the help of I Am 8-Bit. So they seem like more of a marketing and promotions company than a publisher. Or a uh, distrib... That's
0: weird. Distribution,
1: yeah. I mean they created an exclusive version of Guitar Hero just for the second annual I Am 8-bit show with Harmonix in 2006 which included playable tracks like the Mega Man and Akari Warriors theme songs. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean that's weird. I like that's the first time I I'm hearing of it. But yeah, you have to assume if No Man's Sky doesn't sell well that Hello Games uh, pr- either gets so much bad will they stop or have to go under.
0: Well, you see them they poured so much resources into this game if it doesn't go well they will uh, they will go under.
1: Yeah, cuz I mean, a game like this, multi-million dollar, easily. I mean, when you have games like Witcher Three that cost like fifty million dollars to make, something insane. Like you have to, you have to assume No Man's Sky is in the the teen millions or the twenty millions. I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't know. But yeah, I, I, I mean, again, if you delay your game, I'd rather a game get delayed for a year than it come out not be below passed. expectations or below promises. So
0: or do the kind of sleazy steam early access kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is I, the worst practice in video games for yep. my yeah. two cents here. Pay for an unfinished game and hope it's finished
1: someday. Yeah. You guys want to pay forty dollars for this? Well, here you go. Oh, yeah. You can't do anything in it yet. This looks like Star Citizen. Like you can sit in the hangar. Woo. Yeah. But that's about it. Uh, and, so, and sometimes that works. I mean, sometimes it, it does the game well. Like a Kerbal, Kerbal Space Program, I believe, was early access. Even or Minecraft maybe just,
0: was released very early as a beta, wasn't it? No,
1: well, no, I know. I have friends that was, did Minecraft in the alpha.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the... and, I
1: mean, multiple patches, like years and years. But, I mean, and now we are. I believe the numbers came out today. Minecraft has sold 106 million copies worldwide. Which is the highest, second highest selling game of all time? Yeah, which is behind Tetris. Which good God, 106 million. That's insane.
0: They're only um 500 million or 400 million away from catching Tetris. Has Tetris really sold that many? 500 yeah. million. Wikipedia has it at 495 across all the different versions of Tetris. Wow.
1: Well, you know GTA V has sold 65 million. Which is yep, 65. Just is- yeah, somebody put out the statistic. GTA V has sold more units than every single Wii U game combined since GTA five has came out. Woo. <laughs> which is, which I mean, $65 million. That's nothing to be like, Oh, the Wii U hasn't sold 65 million total games, but yeah. God. Well, they still haven't caught Wii sports. Have they? Is Wii sports on the, how many copies is Wii sports credited for? 82 million. That, that, yeah. that does include pack-ins. Yeah. That, I mean, it has to be, but I, i I'm, Nintendo having a bigger presence at E3 has raised my hype. And the last sure. bit of housekeeping,
0: by the way, Fallout just released mods. <laughs> for, for Xbox One. For Xbox One. It's just like, yep, here you go. Why do, Why not save that for E3? As I, th- I think I said to you on Twitter, it's the
1: perfect, oh, Fallout mods are available on Xbox One right now. Mm-hmm. It's a great cheap pop. And people will nerd out. Yeah, it's a great cheap pop. And you have to, I mean, because it's coming to PlayStation 4 as well. Yeah. You have to assume they mentioned something about that at E three. So why don't this is all you gotta do. Get up there and be like, and Fallout four mods are available for Xbox One right now. And then was like Ah and then and then like while everybody's screaming, you kinda go to the mic and be like, Oh, it's available for PS four in three weeks. <laughs> like that's all you gotta do. That's all or, you gotta yeah, do. You man. just release like a tweet later in the day. That's pretty much what they did with Fallout Shelter, except Fallout Shelter came out two months after the iPhone version onto Androids or something ridiculous. I, I don't understand why you don't, but By the way, I, I, I'm interested to see what Bethesda shows. They have to have something. You have to assume they have a decent bit to, to do another conference. Because I don't think people realize that the conferences aren't cheap to pull off. Those stages are big and expensive yeah i mean they're they're big and expensive even just from a rent perspective they're probably expensive i wouldn't even want to get into those numbers and plus i mean not even counting bethesda is not based in la i i mean they may have an la office but they are not in la you have to fly people in yeah I have to fly people in
0: And again so do nintendo
1: yeah I, well i mean every company out there has to fly people in i mean sony fl- i mean everybody besides microsoft really microsoft gets the better part of that deal <laughs>
0: even Microsoft's headquarters. I'm not sure about the the gaming headquarters, but Microsoft's regular headquarters are in Seattle, aren't they?
1: Yeah, but Seattle's not as not that bad of a flight to LA.
0: Well, same for Nintendo, so then really, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, but Nintendo usually has Japanese representatives out there that from Japan, true. which you know, not really the thing with uh with Microsoft. But no, I'm I'm excited for E3. Like I feel like it's not E3 without Nintendo. And I don't know how many more years e3 is going to go on i I think
0: there will be some giant expo where people reveal things every year
1: i think there will always be a big event i don't want to say expo because i don't know how much longer separate company or the companies will come together and be doing it like but i could totally see you know sony does their playstation awards in december Uh, they revealed a ton of shit there last year like that's where they showed Nino kuni 2 I I believe the first iteration in 2014 was where they showed that crappy game uh, drawn to death or whatever that we've literally seen nothing of (laughs) since then. So it's probably dead. I don't know if you saw this. I would like to address this rumor real quick. Uh, I'm also trying to beat my own personal record of longest podcast today. You're you're filibustering now, are I'm filibustered. Yeah, my my politician side coming out. Did you see the rumor where the NX not development but uh, distribution, I guess, was what it was, has been delayed till early 2017, in order to build in VR support, which makes sense. But I don't think it's true. <laughs> it makes sense, but I I do not trust Nintendo to be that savvy on current things and be like, yeah, you know what? We'll add VR too.
0: <laughs> hey, they, they they had the Virtual Boy in the 90s. They were first to VR.
1: <laughs> I guess you're right. they but, were ahead of their time. <laughs> they're like, we've we've dealt with it once. I would be interested. I'm I'm interested in VR. Like I know a lot of people a lot of people are I know the price point is intimidating but uh I'm I'm interested to see what these companies can do with like VR and stuff or like the HoloLens even though the HoloLens will probably cost $45,000. That's that's so much money. <laughs> yeah. It uh, the, uh, it's funny uh you've seen Civil War, right? Yeah. I have we've discussed this you know uh, as at the very beginning not not a spoiler by the way at the very beginning of the movie where tony starks at uh mit and he has like those g- glasses on yep and it's like it shows like his parents and stuff it makes pre- the hololens is pretty much that yeah pretty when you much. really think about it i have no interest in vr i'm, I'm interested in vr now do i want to spend three or four hundred dollars on a vr headset uh, hell no but, I mean, technology, as it gets mastered, gets cheaper. I mean, we're literally in an era now where you can go pick up 4K TVs for six or seven or $800 and, like, name-brand 4K TVs like Samsung. Like, it's insane, the quick turnaround. And 4K is here. But and just I mean, that
0: it's you, cheaper doesn't mean people still want it. You can get a 3D TV pretty cheap now, but no one wants a 3D TV.
1: Well, yeah, nobody wants a 3D TV. But uh, 4K TVs have been selling fairly well from what I, I believe unit unit sales are up like 50 something percent 4k makes a kind of natural sense it's bigger and
0: it's better looking yeah you don't need dopey glasses in front of your tv
1: yeah no uh, see uh, I've never been a big fan of the whole 3d gimmick because I'm just like who cares if it looks like it's coming out at me
0: yeah like the 3ds I will insist is one of the greatest gaming systems of all time
1: I never play a game in 3d because I got my 3ds at launch like on launch day and uh, I remember reading warnings like, hey, if you play it on 3D for more than an hour or two, it's going to F up your eyes. So like, something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, I don't want that to happen. I don't so... want to go blind. <laughs> I mean, I turn it on 3D occasionally, like when I'm playing Pokemon. I'll, I'll just slide the 3D slider up, like during a battle. I'm like, you know what? That's cool. That's a cool feature. And then I turn it off. It drains the battery as well. Yeah, and it drains your battery. And the 3DS has a fairly good battery. XL has about eight hours, I think. No, I don't have, I I'm still rocking my OG the the blue one. I have a blue one as well. I have two 3ds Oh, well, you know, all of us aren't fancy and can play two 3DSs at the same time, Garrett. Well, one's uh one's from the US and one's from here. <laughs> that seems Why why do you have a US 3DS? Cuz I was in
0: America. I was in Atlanta at the time actually when it launched. I was oh. in your part of the world and I was like, I'm going to get a 3DS. That
1: is and, my part of the world, quite literally.
0: I, I regretted that decision because th- th- people increasingly charge import duties bringing in games, so it became annoying. So I bought one here. I bought the, yeah. the you know the Majora's Mask, Majora's Mask XL one. Yes. New 3ds. I bought one of those.
1: I all I wanted a 3ds XL just because they look so nice. Like my my friend actually has three of them. I think he he has like a red XL that's his main one, but he also has the Animal Crossing 3ds XL. Yeah which is like my favorite looking system of all time. Like, I want it so bad. Did you get one? Uh,
0: Who cares about anything else? Get another 3DS.
1: I, listen, with, uh, between, oh, should we talk about, did we talk about the new Xbox last week? Was that? Uh,
0: I think we briefly mentioned it, but it was made more official. It's going to be a thing.
1: It's, uh, the latest leak has, apparently there's two of them. A slimmer model coming out this year and a more powerful model coming out next year. Again, some. I'm sorry I can't cite you on Twitter, but I know you're not listening to, to this because you don't follow me, so whatever. <laughs> I can't remember his name. It's a, it's a very popular like statistical guy. He tweeted out a, a note. He was like, oh, it's weird that the Xbox One is getting a permanent price cut to $299, but it's only while supplies last, which makes you think they're pushing out these old units and that's it as far mm. as the old units go.
0: But uh, and PS4 is releasing whatever they call it, Neo, is it? Yes, Neo. And I I don't think that'll catch cuz there's there's 40 million PS4s mm. out there now. Yeah. So and, if you're and, you're a game developer, you're not going to make a game that doesn't work on those 40 million PS4s. You're just not
1: yes. you're you're not. Now there's a difference between not working on 40 million PS4s or not having the same advantages.
0: You see that, that's the thing they'll do. It's that's it's, what
1: they're going to do, which I'm, I'm kind of torn on it because I'm okay with it. Cause that just means this console generation is lasting a good long while between, you know, a new version of the Xbox one codename, I think Scorpio was it. And then PlayStation four with the Neo, because there, I mean, there was rumors at the beginning of the console generation. They're like, Oh, this year's only going to be a five year cycle. And uh, at E3, 2017, we're going to see all new consoles, which I guess is kind of accurate if we're going to see a new Xbox next year. And uh, depending on the- three-year cycle then,
0: because these rumors are coming out now and those systems haven't even been out three years.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I mean, at the same time, they're also just going to be like add-ons. Yeah. Essentially. And your your hardcores are are always going to jump to the newest hardware. That's obvious. I try not to group myself in that group. I'm probably grouped into that group myself. Uh, as sadly as I don't want to. But, like, for somebody like me, I just got my Xbox One six months ago. I got it for Christmas. Yeah. I do not want to turn around. I I care nothing about a smaller Xbox One, but when they're talking about this one, I have have never heard of the term teraflops until last week. It's probably made up. I'm I'm thinking it has to be, because it doesn't even sound real. The new Xbox One is supposedly a good bit more powerful than the current one, like four or five times more powerful. I mean, if you're going to make games that are more targeted toward these newer consoles and they're so much more powerful how am i possibly going to play them on my my xbox one what does more powerful even mean though how much better looking can games get you know i asked myself the same question because i'm in that group of people that thinks gta 5 is still like the best looking game of all time and that game's like a, a how that game ran on 360 is baffling to me and then looking at the current gen version you're just like damn, this game looks pretty. Or like a PC version with mods, you're like, damn, this game looks pretty. I Like, I don't need my games to be real people. No, not at all. Like, I, I do not need that. Now, the better a game looks, I'm, I'm all for good-looking games. But, I mean, you don't really know how good a game looks until you play it. I mean, we got kind of boned with Watch Dogs. That should be noted. Uh, some, Somebody on Twitter the other day was like, oh, look at my Watch Dogs 2 uh, death package, which I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to take pictures of. <laughs> and tweet out but he did and was like oh watch Dogs 2, which i mean we all knew watch dogs 2 was coming I, re- but... I remember
0: once that they reported it based on someone put that they were working on watch dogs 2 on their linkedin
1: you know it's surprising how often people are doing that now like on their linkedin putting in on an like i feel like due to contracts and ndas you should put working on unannounced Ubisoft title, or unannounced Sony title, or something.
0: If you signed an NDA, they, they can take you down for that kind of stuff.
1: Oh yeah, I mean just look when uh, and this wasn't even signed an NDA but look at those uh, mom and pop stores during X and Y, that broke street date they got shut down. Yeah. Like Nintendo closed their asses.
0: Nintendo were, Nintendo are very strict about their intellectual property. Yeah, Nintendo
1: property. wasn't messing around Nintendo was in for the kill. And they did. They killed their business. <laughs> what what a time 2016 is. Can we can we talk about that? Like 2016 has been an insane year for like all forms of pop culture and stuff that me, at least me and you consume between wrestling and video games. And uh, there's movie stuff. There's there were some Marvel leaks yesterday. Uh, it's just insane. There's Not no good Marvel games, actually. Hey, Spider-Man one.
0: Yeah, the, the, the old Spider-Man games, which weren't based on anything, they were just. Good games that were released, and someone made. I think Activision made those, didn't they?
1: Yeah, I believe Activision.
0: It's like, that seems like a good Spider-Man it. game. But you'd you think Disney would be all over licensing that out, especially if they've shut down their own internal
1: video You would think, because uh, do they not realize how much more money they could be making if they license out their properties? But I, I, I guess we're kind of seeing that with the rumored Star Wars title. Yeah, apparently there's and a Battlefront 2 coming as well, isn't there? Yeah, and then a Battlefront 2, which is. I'm pissed off that games like battlefront and battlefield one indeed have either no number or the number freaking one like it makes no sense i played battlefield 4 and battlefield 4 was a piece of shit (laughs) like i hated battlefield 4 or 3 or whatever it was the one that launched right alongside the playstation 4 it might have been 4 or 3 i again i don't remember but i what makes you think i want to play battlefield one did you see what the head of ea said today about battlefield one Oh no, tell
0: me please. They, they were concerned when this game was in like early stages of development that they vetoed it at one stage because they didn't think young people would know World War 1 existed.
1: That's so sad.
0: It really is. That that's what I mean, the head of a studio was thinking. Yeah.
1: Like I I, I mean it, what's even more sad is that that's probably kind of legit. It pro- yeah, it's probably true. You ask like, people like a lot of I mean, you have to assume Battlefield the Battlefield games or FPSs in general, they're major Demographic is like thirteen to twenty-five year olds. Yeah, probably around there. I mean, I know what World War World One World War One. Maybe I don't. No, it's so well War you can't War even is. say it. Yeah, I can't even say it. How do I know it existed? But uh I know what it is, and I'm you know only twenty. But I could totally see a scenario where somebody that's thirteen years old does not know that World War One happened. Uh, I mean, we also have to think thirteen year olds now. We're born in two thousand and three. That's that. Don't don't even say that. Two thousand and three, Garrett. It's no, no. There was no like, one
0: born after nineteen ninety two. Just so I don't feel old.
1: Well, hold on. I was born in ninety five. What the hell does that mean? You
0: don't exist, Tanner. I'm talking whoa. to myself. I just mute my mic and leave. <laughs> I, I'll just yeah. It's just well, Tanner left. We've already done it no, an like, hour. So You've you know. You've been
1: talking to yourself this whole time, and I'm like a part, a fragment of your imagination. Can I like. I
0: I'll them? go looking for
1: your tweets tomorrow. It's like. They were never there. They were never there. Nobody's tweets are there.
0: It's you, nobody. You should delete your Twitter tomorrow just to mess with my
1: well, head. Let's calm down. <laughs> that seems like a lot of work. I have like 110,000 tweets over the span of like six years. Now. That's a lot of tweets. It is, but uh, it's a lot of talking. Everybody, watch E3. I don't know how much I'll be on Twitter during E3 due to I'm literally going to a, watch, a three-day watching party at a friend's house for E3. There's going to be some quality banter on Twitter during E3, and if if any of, if half the rumors I've heard are true, then good lord, we got a lot to look forward to. Alright, plugs before we go. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter, at Tanner 1495, and that's pretty I'm not really doing anything of note right now, besides doing Podcast a Day with Garrett.
0: Occasionally. <laughs> a weekly residency on Podcast a Day.
1: Pretty, pretty, this is my fourth time.
0: This is like week seven as well. So you're basically on here at least once every two weeks.
1: And, yeah, at least. I mean, and I pretty much forced my way on here today.
0: Yeah, you were just like, Garrett, we're talking about this. Come I'm on. Like,
1: Garrett, I need a platform. You got to give it. I'd sent that DM as soon as I woke up this morning. I'm like, listen, wait, I got to talk about it, Garrett. I'm on. I'm on podcast today today because lucky enough, I know you don't record days in advance. Yeah. So, even though, despite me telling you, I think it was last night, you were asking for things to do, I was like, record a podcast.
0: I actually, I plan to try and get as many episodes recorded on, because I'm not working Sunday and Monday. Yeah. So, I plan to do as many as possible, because this will go up, you, you people listening will know this, this will go up on the 3rd, which is today for you, tomorrow for us right now.
1: Yeah. I had to look at, I was looking at my computer calendar, I'm like, is today the 3rd? No, Today's it's
0: the 2nd. Totally the week the my to my birthday,
1: Tanner. Yeah, next week is uh, your birthday. Next Thursday. Yeah, that's that's exciting. June 9th. Everybody, make sure you wish, uh, plug for Garrett's birthday. Everybody, make sure you wish him a happy birthday. Yeah, listen to the podcast
0: today. That's the only birthday present I need.
1: <laughs> well, what's, is podcast today on June 9th literally just going to be you patting your own back Me be like, made it another year, 24. Just start singing happy birthday to myself oh my god how great would it be if podcast today on your birthday was literally just you singing happy birthday and then that's it i may well do that <laughs> that's a great idea what you should do okay i know we're brainstorming on the podcast what you should do is get in t- uh, in touch with like a ton of people on twitter and record them singing happy birthday to you because happy birthday is is it royalty free at this point it's legal yes i,
0: I can do that without being sued
1: yeah I would say get like 10 or 12 people to all sing you happy birthday and then compile it. And then that's podcast today.
0: <laughs> that would be the best audio content ever.
1: Oh my God. You should do it, Garrett. You can listen to new episodes of
0: podcast today every single day at soundcloud.com forward slash TDSKK. You can also hear the weekend show every week with me and Ken. I'm a sub host on the weekend show. You were a co host on, on We Don't Know Wrestling, weren't you, Tanner? Yes. You see, you had those privileges. I'm just a little I, I was
1: co host. You were, what, your sub host?
0: I'm just the guy who shows up. Ken's name's on the marquee.
1: That is true. I, I I love it every week uh when I listen to the weekend show, which is phenomenal. I'm not even, you know, saying that if if, if it sucked, I would tell you it sucked. But great podcast to listen to for uh for Gar and Ken banter.
0: It is but, uh, I will say it's probably better than this one. But I hope Ken doesn't listen far enough into this episode to actually hear that.
1: <laughs> it's an hour long. So, you know, we've buried it very deep. Yeah,
0: it's a test. If he, if he hears it, it's a test.
1: Yeah, if, if he hears us. That's what we did one time Uh, with Rob Reed on uh, We Don't Know Wrestling. He, he would always tweet about it. I'm like, I wonder how far Rob gets in. So, like, two hours in, I was like, Rob, if you're listening to this right now, tweet us. And he tweeted us. I'm like, damn, you actually do listen to the whole show. I was impressed.
0: Yeah, I was in mid-outro, though, and I got distracted. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me up on Twitter at Gary GA or ETTKIDNEY. You can hear Pockets Day every single day. YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, subscribe. Give me thumbs up on YouTube. It'll make me feel better and people will watch it. Yes. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.